with me today, I have my co-sports editor, Reed Watkins. Uh, we got a busy week ahead of us, Reed, but we got to recap this uh, exciting past week. Uh, how you doing today? I'm good. Lots of Redbird action over the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we want to start off with uh, arguably the hottest team in ISU sports right now. Uh, six straight wins now for the Redbird women's basketball team. Uh, seven and one in conference play now. Uh, tied for first in the conference. Um, they're just ever since that Northern Iowa loss. They lost by 10 to Northern Iowa, and then you had a four-game road trip, and I think that was a point where you kind of saw what kind of team this was because when you lose by 10 at home and then you have a four-game road trip, that's a that's a tough stretch. But they responded by a four-point win, a three-point win, a 10-point win at Bradley, and then that win over Belmont I think was the statement win of that entire stretch because you were missing your best player and you shut down Belmont, got a win there, and then you come back home back-to-back wins there, and I was talking about it on NBC Weekly. You frankly embarrassed Evansville there in that second half. You just, they couldn't do anything. They made over, they didn't make a field goal for over 10 minutes in that game. Just this women's basketball team is the most balanced team I've seen in ISU sports in a long time, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah, you were talking to me about how this team stacks up against last year's team, and I think I'm starting to get convinced that this team might be better, which um, is no small feat, obviously, with how good last Nothing year's Nothing against last year's team at all. But, yeah, just what's impressed me the most is having so many different players who are able to step up, and you saw Mary Crompton have a night on, uh, it was Friday? Yep. Friday, she had 27, I believe, and just absolutely torched um, Indiana State, um, and then I think she goes for four points on Sunday, but Deanna Wilson um, has maybe her best game we've seen this year, and Paige Robinson's back and playing to her uh, That's full scary. ability. Yeah, it's just there's so many different ways they can hurt you, and um, not only in the starting lineup, but coming off the bench, I mean, you've started to see a lot of players step up, and I think it's really impressive and speaks volumes about how strong this team is and how dangerous they are to meet in um, hoops in the heartland. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jacob pointed it out when we were talking. Um, obviously, the success so far is really encouraging. You have this three-game stretch against Valparaiso, UIC, and Bradley, and then we talked about it. I think that's when you hit your most important stretch of basketball of the season. Currently in the rankings, um, the top six teams are Murray State, Southern, Missouri State, Northern Iowa, Drake, and ISU. I couldn't tell you the exact order off the top of my head, but I know it's those six teams. ISU plays those five in a five-game stretch, three of them at home, and then you go to the two Iowa teams, Northern Iowa and Drake. I think that Northern Iowa game specifically might be the most important game of the season. Mm. How can you bounce back from a 10-point loss? We saw that they bounced back by going on the road four straight, four straight wins. But how can you bounce back to the team that went to your home court and beat you by 10? Can you go to theirs and do the same to them? And I think that's an important game. But overall, that five-game stretch is just going to be huge for this team because it's going to show what kind of identity they had. Last year, this was about the time that they started to fall off quite a bit. Can they keep going with the momentum that they have right now? Yeah, that's the question. I think um, it's going to be so interesting seeing um, you've got Valparaiso coming up this weekend. UIC, and then four games at home, which I think is just going to be um, a time for them to really um, show who they are as a team. But, yeah, then you have your biggest test of the season, I would agree, in UNI. And um, UNI, that game, they just felt like a shell of themselves. Um, and it was it was tough to watch them struggle. Um, 
But, I mean, Grace Buffali is a great player. You and I is doing some really good things. And it's going to – it could be a preview of the final, the championship in Hoops in the Heartland. Yeah, definitely. I would not be surprised at all. Um, like I said, it's a really tough stretch for them. But the way they're playing basketball right now, this team looks really scary. Um, they have their next game Friday at Valparaiso and then Sunday at UIC. So a uh, little road trip there before they return home for that four-game stretch you talked about. But it's going to be – that's an important stretch of basketball coming up. And the way this team is playing, I think they're going to – I think they're going to take it in full stride, and it, this team's really exciting right now. I think that's it for women's basketball. Uh, the next team I do want to talk about, the ISU men's basketball, who are honestly heading in a different direction than what this women's basketball team is, I mean, to say the least. I mean, I talked about this before, but coming out of non-conference play, this team, it started to seem like they were falling into place. I mean, it looked like they were doing what they wanted to do, but everything is just not going their way right now. They're not shooting at the level they were. They're not holding out to the ball as well they're not playing defense quite as well as they were at the beginning of the year and now you've lost I believe it's three in a row and you have to go into Carver Arena which despite the Bradley Braves losing that win streak against Belmont uh I believe that was Sunday that's a tough place to play and Bradley is going to probably be very angry about how that game played <laughs> out and now you play your I-74 rivalry. I This is going to be a big game for the Redbirds. How do they show up in this game after losing by 20 to Valparaiso? Yeah, I think that we're starting to see the issue with a team that doesn't have a defined scoring leader. Exactly. And they've talked about it all year as being a strength and having all these guys that can step up and you know drop 20, drop 25 in a game. I think we've gotten to a stretch where – it's an issue because that someone's not going to do that in a game, and we've seen games where none of them are able to do that, and the team doesn't know who wants to put the ball in the basket. And I think it's really starting to hurt them in Missouri Valley Conference play, and I think this team needs someone to step up. Um, we've talked about the consistent play of Burford and Poindexter. They've kind of been the team's saving grace, um, the guard play has, and... I, I think they just need to be the leaders of this team, um, not just in terms of scoring, but distributing the ball and getting everyone involved. And I think they've done that to the best of their ability so far. I think just for this team to start winning some games in the MVC, they're going to need to take it to another level and lift their teammates along with them. Yeah, I think so. This five game stretch here you go Bradley, Southern, UIC, Belmont, Bradley. Bradley twice in Southern. These are the games I want to keep an eye on because. We were talking about you were talking about how the Redbirds' offense has been really inconsistent, and against a team like Bradley, Bradley, and against a team like Southern Illinois, your offense is going to be inconsistent. The defense that they play disrupts any team. The real question is, how do you disrupt them? Because if you can slow down Bradley's offense, if you can do, slow down Southern's offense, try to make it a game that way. You're this game's probably not going to be a shootout in any of those games. I mean, it's just not how these teams play basketball, and they're not going to let you play basketball that way. I mean, we've seen that so far this year. So can you slow down the Braves and the Salukis enough to compete in those games? You're coming off of a 20-point loss to Valparaiso, like we talked about, and then that 12-point loss to Southern. You, Those are two of your worst losses on the entire season, which is crazy to say, I mean. I mean, for a team that's 8-13, and 13, they're competing in, like, every single game, it seems like. I mean, you had that 16-point loss to LSU, but then you lost by 12 to Western Kentucky, 13 to Rhode Island. That Cayman Islands Classic wasn't great. But outside of that, I believe these past two games have been their worst performances. They're not the past two. Two of the past three have been their worst performances of the year, in my opinion. And you had that two-point loss to UNI where 
you had it seemed like you had the game. I mean, what, they were up mm-hmm. six with I can't remember exactly how much time left, but you kind of fell apart there at the end, and you couldn't convert last minute. But you can't let yourself get out of hand and keep losing games by this much. You want to be able to keep the games close because if a game is close in conference play, especially in the Valley, anything can happen in my mm-hmm. opinion, anything at all. And that's what you need to figure out going forward here. Yeah, there's no question. And I just want to look like through the rest of their schedule. It's tough. Yeah, you have Bradley tonight, um, SIU, UIC, Belmont, Bradley again at home, Valpo, and it goes on. But it's I think the games that you want to look at as a test for this Redbird basketball team, um, obviously you want to perform well in a rivalry, but I'd look at UIC, the game back. You need to bounce back against that team and show you can beat them. Um, I'm really curious how the Belmont game shakes out because it's starting to look like this team had no business beating them early in the season. and For sure. It's very interesting to see how they'll um, react playing at the Curb Event Center in Nashville. Um, but then you have Valpo again, and it looked like Illinois State was no match for them Sunday, but... Um, I guess that was Saturday, but I'm very curious to see how they can respond to that loss. Um, similar with Murray State and Evansville games later in the year. I like that they get to see some of these lower teams in the MVC again and um, see if they can make corrections and make a statement by beating them the second time around. Yeah, it's going to be something really interesting because maybe some of these guys aren't coming back, but a lot of this team will be returning next year, including Ryan Peden, and it's going to be interesting to see this year for the future, how do you respond from adversity from you losing a game by 20 developers? So what do you do to them at their home court? You lost by three at Murray State. What can you do in Sefki Arena? And that's what you're going to find out a lot down the stretch this year. And it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, to say the least. But uh, Like we said, tonight they go to Bradley. Big game there. I-74 rivalry before a two-game homestand there uh, Sunday and Wednesday. So to make sure to tune in for those games. Um, I think that's it for men's basketball. Anything else from you, Reed? That's all I got. All right, so uh, next we want to talk about some men's tennis. Uh, they're another team that's really on a roll here to start 2023 for uh, ISU. They're 3-0 to start with uh, wins over UIC, IUPUI, and Chicago State, 6-1, 5-2, 6-1. Some pretty dominant wins there. Um, most recently they had that uh, two-match sweep on, I believe that was Sunday. Um, just really performing at a high level, both in singles and doubles, all the way across the board. And that's something that they're carrying over from last year because we were talking about it earlier in the season. This team's somebody that you really want to look at because they they brought over a lot of that success from last year. And if you can continue that, they're, they're a really exciting program in Illinois State sports. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, another good thing about this team is you have a number of different players stepping up and winning in their flights, which is impressive. Um Namfam and Arvid Yalta have been very impressive to start the year. And Namfam, um, I believe, was the Summit League Player of the Year last exactly. year, so nice to have him back with the, sure. the rest of this roster. Yeah, a lot of talent on this team, and um, just continue to be impressed on how it's coming from different places. Um, yeah, I think this team has a lot to prove. It's a, I think it's a six-team Summit League men's ten- tennis league. I believe and, so, yeah. Um, I think they were picked fourth, so definitely have some things to prove. So curious to see how they carry over, especially when the competition, the level of competition starts to pick up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in that meet you had, uh, against IUPUI, you had uh, one doubles loss and one singles loss, I believe. You won every other match. 
And then uh, with Chicago State, you just lost one singles. You won everything else. So they've been dominant so far this year. But like you said, as the competition starts to pick up a little bit, how will they respond? That's going to be something really interesting to see, which you might be able to see this weekend there when they travel to uh, Illinois for the Illini Challenge. And then they'll also be at uh, – well, I'm sorry, wrong one here. They'll be going to Ball State here Friday – Butler Saturday, and then Illinois Saturday. I had the wrong thing pulled up, but it's a big weekend here because you're getting a little bit more competition. Butler's a big-level school. Illinois, obviously a Big Ten school, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they continue to progress the way they have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they are 3-0, but looking at the records of each team they've played, they have not played a team that's won a match this year. Um, UIC 0-4, IUPUI is 0-4, and Chicago State's three and zero after the loss to ISU on Sunday, or zero and three, I should say. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of um, taking what they've learned in these matches, and then um, when you go and play at Ball State, Butler, Illinois on the same day, how can you apply it and just make sure that it's not beating bad teams? You're able to compete at the high level as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's it for men's tennis. Um, Want to move on to track and field, another team that's finding a lot of success early here in uh, 2023 with the win at the uh, Coughlin Malloy Cup, and then they had this big performance here at the, uh, I believe it's Weitrek. I'm not 100% yeah, on the pronunciation there, but uh, big performance there as well. A lot of individual performances that are really stepping up. One of them, Brandon Ratliff, uh, was the men's track athlete of the week. Um, with a 7.85 time in the 60-meter hurdles, good for third best in program history. They're just breaking a lot of program records this year, I've noticed, like all over the board, men's and women's track um, and field. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they uh, respond going into this Illini Challenge here this weekend. That's the one I was talking about. It's a split weekend, though, because they're also being uh, Louisville for the Lenny Lyles Invitational. So, But they're, once again, I mean, the track and field program at Illinois State University, I know you keep talking about Jeff Bovey a lot, but every single year they're seeming to compete no matter what. I mean, the women's team, I can't remember exactly how many, but they've won the indoor season, I think it's like three or four years in a row now. The men's team continues to find success, so this is just a powerhouse in IAC sports right now. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. Um, nice to see the men's team getting a win. We'll see how um, the women's team uh, looks. They did find success throughout the weekend, but it um, – was I think scattered was the word we used a lot yeah. to describe it. Um, but you have a lot of great female athletes in that program that can um, come and produce points uh, throughout the indoor and then outdoor season following that. So um, congrats to the men on their win, and we'll see how the women respond, placing, I believe it was fifth. Um, yeah, I believe you had that right year. So, yeah, we'll see how they do throughout the rest of the season splitting up this weekend. Yep, definitely. Like we said, we have the Illini uh, challenge this weekend and the Lenny Lyles and the next weekend they'll also be split so a little different look at the team going ahead um next thing we do want to talk about um gymnastics coming off of back-to-back -back wins here uh these past two weekends over western Michigan last weekend and now Greenville this weekend um and then I believe it was so Nyrell Bart Williams was a reigning MIC newcomer of the week. Uh, she was the meet MVP for the Redbirds. She got a 39 in the all-around. Big performance from her. Angelica Labat, 9.775 in the bars. And Alana Laster was right behind her. 
you see a lot of the same names mm. who are just continually producing for this gymnastics program. And, I mean, that's not a bad thing at all because you've seen the consistent success that they're able to bring. But uh, Jay and Bernard, my pronunciation, I believe it's Zeigenfelder, um, is the Coach's Choice Award winner this week. So she it's actually a really cool story. She hurt her wrist. I don't believe – I don't remember if she had surgery or not, but she hurt her wrist. So she learned how to do her event with just one hand. And even though it's healed, she continues to do it because she's doing it at such a high level where she just got second place uh, – this past week with the score at 975 in the bars. So just a big weekend all around for the gymnastics team. Yeah, Joy's been really impressive. Nice to see her stepping up. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of the same names, but they're so consistent. And it's not just a couple of names. It's multiple, yeah, many multiple people. people stepping up for that team. And um, I was just – I think we talked about it last week, but I was so impressed with how they came back after – I think it was almost a 10-point loss to Western Michigan to open the year and then – they come out back and win it at home against them in the second meeting. Just so impressive. I point zero two five two. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. Um. Just really impressive. They were able to do that and come back after losing the first one. Um. Yeah, and then you take down Greenville, which is a D three program, but um, their their scores looked pretty consistent. Which it's nice. You get a good feeling yeah. for, um. Since it's an individual scoring sport, you get a good feel for how they're performing regardless of their opponent. So um, nice to see them playing, competing well, and um, look forward to the rest of the season for that team. Yeah, big weekend coming ahead as they have two meets against uh, Northern Illinois, first at home um, Friday, and then they traveled to DeKalb against Northern Illinois on Sunday. So we'll see how they respond against a little bit stronger of a competition like we were talking about. Um, the last thing we do want to talk about, um, the swimming and diving team and continually Eva Reyes, who still undefeated at Horton Pool, and I believe it's the one-meter dive, and that's just, I still don't understand how that's, I can't even, like, process that, that she's a semester and a half, or a year and a half into her career, and she still never lost that event, but she also really competes in the three-meter, she finished second there, so She's always up there, top there on the leaderboards. But then in the pool as well, Madison Morris, um, we've seen her name a lot lately, and Emma Felter as well. Well, this swimming and diving team is really starting off the season pretty strong, despite what their uh, results might say. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is the first uh, three-meter event Eva Reyes has lost at Horton Pool um, in her career, which is just absolutely insane. So the streak comes to an end there, but she's still got the one-meter crown. Um, I was really excited to see they added an event uh, just for the divers, kind of give her another opportunity. A little preparation, yeah. Yeah, display her dominance before um, she goes back to defend her title in the one-meter uh, event at the MVC Championships. So um, really excited to see how she can finish out their year as, long, as well as the rest of the team. Yeah, like you said, they added that UIC Diving Invitational February 4th little bit of a tune-up for the team, for the divers specifically, going into the uh, MVC championships here in um, about three weeks. So um, big event for them for them, just to really prepare themselves going forward. Because uh, like you said, I mean, Eva Reyes is looking to defend a title that she earned last year, and she's looking like she'll be able to defend it if she continues to dive at the level that she has so far this year. And for years to come, as she's only a sophomore, it's yeah. really impressive. Which is, like I said, blows my mind. Um I think that's it. Anything else from you, Reed? Um, got women's tennis starting up this weekend, but that's... There's um, a lot of stuff yeah. coming up this weekend, so Absolutely. make sure to follow along on all our Twitter to keep a, an update on everything. But like we said, I think there's like 10 or 11 events going around yeah. across all the sports, men's basketball, women's basketball, men's and women's tennis, uh, swimming and diving, gymnastics, everything, track and field. So uh, 
lot to keep track of, but an exciting weekend ahead, an exciting few months ahead here for Redbird Sports. Yeah, busy weekend. We'll be sure to keep you posted. Um, but I think that's about it for Redbird Sports. Alrighty. So in the meantime, make sure to follow our Twitter accounts at the underscore and uh, at the underscore vidette and at vidi underscore sports for live updates of all the action. And uh, we will see you next time.